guys, I, I, I just can't get on the same boat as everyone else. I, I think Jarrett Siddham showed enough in those two games where with le- way less first-team reps, way less experience on a way cheaper contract, basically gave you the, the same production as Russ, if not a little bit better in those two games. Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Farrell, back at you guys with another episode with my co-host, Jay Mack, uh, to uh, talk about um, some players that might be leaving the Denver Broncos this offseason. Players that me and Jay Mack do believe, not necessarily 100%, but we are very confident that these players will be playing in different uniforms um, next season. I know the Broncos are getting different uniforms, but Different uh, other than the Broncos. Um, so, J-Mac, how are you doing, man? Before we go and jump into this episode, uh, how would you feel about all the uh, um, divisional games this past uh, few days? Well, I've been good. Um, I thought the divisional games, they were actually pretty good. I don't think it was um, maybe tripping, but I don't think it was really one bad game. I thought all the games were, were really fun. Um, I know everybody's mad that the Chiefs won. I mean, it is what it is. You know, I I, I – I picked the Bills to win, but I should have known that Josh Allen and them boys was going to just find a way to lose a game. But other than that, um, the divisional games, they, they were good, man. I, I can't really complain. We got two really good games coming up, and uh, hopefully my prediction stands in the AFC. I'm so close. I just hope Mahomes doesn't mess it up. Yeah, we need Lamar Jackson so badly this week. I It's crazy. what The the fact that Mahomes has I don't know how many AFC championships and he's only 28. Like it's Six just, straight. It's just six ridiculous. Straight, and he's only been starting for six years. It's just ridiculous, man. Like I, he, he's he's the best in the league by far, and it, it sucks because I we want the Broncos to get their future quarterback so bad, and we we still have been taking. They have six straight AFC championships. We have six straight failure of years trying to find a quarterback. It's just, <laughs> it, it sucks, man. I'm I'm just we need Lamar badly this week, but um yeah I agree it was it was a fun week of uh, um divisional games. Um, looking forward um, to uh, the Super Bowl and everything. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into uh, today's episode. Ten Denver Broncos who are going to be leaving this offseason, most likely. Um, starting off with uh, my number one. I mean, these are no order of like who is most likely to leave or whatever. But number one, I got uh, Mike Purcell. Um, just because I think the Broncos are going to rebuild rebuild the defensive line through the draft. Um, that's mainly what I'm hoping. But I, I I don't know. I just don't see them bringing back Mike Purcell. I think they're going to look to get younger, and I think they're going to follow that model of what the Rams did this previous offseason, where they heading into the in the regular season, they went from one of the oldest rosters in the NFL to the second youngest, literally right behind the Green Bay Packers, and they still made the playoffs. And they rebuilt a lot of that that defense as well. So, um. I'm, I'm thinking the Broncos follow that model a little bit with uh, George Payton, Sean Payton. I think uh, one of the first in that defensive line to go is going to be Mike Purcell. Yeah, I would agree. I think that one of the main focuses of this offseason is going to probably be rebuilding the defensive line, and that's all facets of it, whether, you know, the outside edge and the inside. And I think Mike Purcell starts with it. I think the Broncos have been really patient with him, you know, like bringing him back, you know, believing in him. But I think now it's like, you know, after another season of being not being one of the better teams and stopping the run and paying him the money that they are, I feel like it's time, you know, that, you know, he walks. I don't really see the point in re-signing him. I, I think if I'm not wrong, yeah, he's 32, getting ready to be 33. Um, it's just not a good deal for the Broncos. We need to get younger. And I think that's a position that definitely we're going to most likely get younger in. Yeah. 
Mike Purcell's been cut like eleven times by the Broncos yeah. and brought back. Like it's it's an amazing story, man. It's gonna it's gonna suck. Mike is such a good dude. Um, everything he's done for the community and you know how, um, he, he he's just a great guy. Uh, for you know the fan base interacting with the fan base and everything. But um, I think it's about time the Broncos, like you said, to get younger at that position. Um. Next, I have Kwan Williams. Another position I see the Broncos getting uh, younger at as cornerback. Look, he missed all he missed all the season with that ankle injury and training. He was having a really good training camp, by the way. It, it sucks just because like he was he's in his thirties and still was playing really really well. Um, but the injuries are ultimately what's going to come down to with uh, K1. And I think the Broncos with Riley Moss uh, and then hopefully drafting a corner uh, early in the draft, um, whether that be in the third round or whatever. I know uh, um, Daniel Jeremiah actually has the Broncos taking um, Alabama cornerback at number 12, interestingly enough. Um, so and, you know, that's someone who, you know, talks to sources around the league to get his idea on what his mock draft looks like. So um, I don't take that how you will. But like I said, I see the Broncos getting younger at the position. There's just no reason to bring back K1 um, unless it's like a, a vet minimum. And he's just kind of sitting near the bottom of the depth chart. And obviously we have uh, we have J-Mac, Jaquan McMillan, uh, who's ready to make a massive impact, make a massive jump in his uh, um, third season next year. So looking forward to uh, what he brings to the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's a number of reasons why I don't think it's the best deal. One was, well, we brought him here to replace Bryce. And, you know, bringing him here was part of the, you know, we thought he was going to be very durable, unlike Bryce. And it kind of went the opposite way. Came here and just got a whole bunch of injuries. Didn't really see much of the field. When he did see the field, though, he was a damn good player. I mean, he made plays all over the field. But, I mean, he just kept missing games. Ended up missing the whole season. Kind of last minute, too. Like, it was like a last-minute thing. Like, a Kawan Williams, like, it's like right, right before the year, he's just out. And the Broncos had to replace him on the fly. But I think that's one reason. Another reason, like you said, was Jaquan McMillan really stepping up and taking kind of his spot, you know. And I just feel like at, at his point, 33, missing a whole year to the NFL. I'm not saying he's done. I'm just saying I don't think it's the best move for Denver, especially with the – with the cornerback, like with the cornerback market, looking looking how the way is gonna look in the offseason, it's a lot of guys that are gonna be free agents that that are really good players, um, especially in the slot. So you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos do move on, whether that be in the draft or bringing in another guy. Agreed. Number three, I got Russell Wilson. Look, we've talked about it in the last two episodes. We had a uh, shout out to A Rod, had him on the last show. Uh, J Mac talked about it in the show before that. Guys, I, I I just can't get on the same boat as everyone else. I I think Jarrett Siddham showed enough in those two games where with le- way less first team reps, way less experience on a way cheaper contract, basically gave you the, the same production as Russ, if not a little bit better in those two games. So what's the point of uh, bringing back Russ? At I don't know. I just to me, I, I think the the marriage, the experiment, whatever you call it between. Uh, Sean Payne, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, the ownership and uh, or excuse me, the, the front office, front office and everything. I, I don't know. I just don't I don't see him coming back personally. I, I don't know. I can't get with everybody else there on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's really tough. I think um, I know I said I think it's a, I think it's a shot just because of, you know, all the different possibilities and really depends what the Broncos want to do, whether they go to draft route and want to bring Russ back or whether they just don't want to draft a quarterback and they don't want to sign one, then I think maybe you bring Russ back. But I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to the money and the contract, and that's a lot of money that you owe Russ. I think it's going to be, what, $50 million next year? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of money to give a guy that's ultimately just a game manager. And uh, 
I mean, you see how that's going for teams who have these game managers at, these game managers at quarterback. I mean, a lot of guys are getting exposed in the playoffs right now, yeah. and they got exposed late in the season. And that's really all I got to say. I mean, people know who I'm talking about. I mean, we saw something on Saturday very similar. Like, I don't want to say very similar, but game manager-like. And you see how teams teams are starting to struggle. And it's all the, all the teams who have the better quarterbacks, they're always the team that's going to be left standing. So um, I think the Broncos is really up to them and what they want to do. Yeah, 2024, um, 2025 is when it gets really bad. Uh, he, the Broncos are going to jump from a 35 to a $55.4 million uh, cap hit. That's just, and the base salary jumps from 17 million to 37 million. It's like, and the injury guarantee date and everything, like, man, it's, I, I don't know, the Broncos, I just, I don't think they want to take on that contract and get into, get even deeper into the situation with Russ. I think they just want to rip the Band-Aid off now. Um, and like I said, I mean, Jarrett Sidham on a, a $5 million average annual value gave you the same, if not better, production with way less experience in two games than Russ did the whole season. Um, and that that was against not like I, I understand the Chargers didn't have a great defense, but they still played a, a solid game. And then you had the Raiders, who at the time were the hottest defense in football, if you look at it statistically. So um, I don't know. Just me personally, I don't think Russ showed enough uh, to warrant bringing him back necessarily. I've I've said on the show, I know it might sound crazy. A lot of people don't agree, but I think Jacoby Brissett with his contract opposed to Russ's and even the play style, the little small sample sizes we got of Jacoby, I, I don't I don't hate the thought of you know siding with him over Russ on this on this team next season. That's just where I'm at. Um landing spots we've I've already you know recorded an episode on that. Uh, make sure you guys check that out a few uh, days ago. But um if I had to guess what would you guess J Mac? I think it's tough, but I think the Steelers probably look like the most likely situation. But I, I honestly don't know. Like with Bill, 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 Bill Belichick going to Atlanta, I just, I don't think he's gonna want Russ there. Um, maybe he does, but I don't know. I see Pittsburgh uh, as of now. Yeah, I think it's tough. I mean, because you got to factor in. It's a lot of factors. Um, I heard Kirk wants to team up with Bill, so if he decides, which I don't think he will, though. I think that's a I think people are just kind of dreaming there for Bill, um, but. I mean, if Minnesota needs a guy, I think Minnesota would make a deal, um, whether that be a trade or maybe, you know, just wait for him to get cut and pick him up. But, I mean, no team is going to save Russ at this point. I mean, if he goes to Minnesota, like, what the hell are you – I mean, I, I I think if he goes there, he's just going to have to be one of those – I mean, he's going to just have to start taking shots. And when I mean shots, is he's going to just have to – he's going to have to put everything on the line and just try to prove people wrong in every single way. I don't know if he's gonna ever play the same like he did in Denver, wherever he goes, whether that be Pittsburgh or Minnesota, because those are those are destinations where, man, if you if, if you playing bad in Denver, like those those fan bases, oh yeah, you, you're you're gonna get exposed like badly. So I mean, for us, you better choose where you like if you want to keep playing how you're playing, man. You better choose wisely where you go because you go to Pittsburgh, you don't want to throw over the middle of the field. Oh man, so oh, oh my god. Oh, well, imagine George Pickens' uh, sideline reactions. <laughs> Dog, I'm like, bro. And people think people think Jerry Judy's a diva. Man, imagine he go over there with Deontay Johnson and uh, George Pickens, and he don't throw them the ball unless they're 100 wide open. Man, PNP people thought Jerry Judy. He's acting a fool. He over Luka doing Steve Smith. Man, let George Pickens, the guy who publicly said his quarterback was trash, uh, <laughs> and Kenny Pickett. 
have Russell Wilson. Jesus Christ. Mike Tomlin going to have his hands full. Y'all thought AB was going to be a problem. Oh, my God. It's going to be... It's going to be terrible, but if I had to put my money on it, I'd probably say, I don't know if Mike Tomlin want to take a shot on him, but if I had to put my money on it right now, I would either say Atlanta or Minnesota. I think those are the two most realistic uh, spots. I think Atlanta, he go to Atlanta, he's cooked. So, the, And the sad thing about it is we're listing teams with like solid weapons, like solid to above average weapons, and we still don't think Russ would, uh, you know. Better flirt. weapons than we have. Like that that's the crazy thing. I mean, he goes to Atlanta. I mean, he's got Pitts in London and Bijan. He goes to Minnesota. You got Jettas. Like that's Jettas. Well, Hawkinson has to come back, but you got Jettas, Jordan Addison, KJ Osborne. I mean, you got Kevin O'Connell. I mean, maybe, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, we have to see. Maybe, maybe Rush just goes somewhere and starts balling again. Maybe he says, Well, let me start throwing in the middle of the field and downfield, but that's probably not gonna happen. Next, uh, on list number four, I have defensive lineman Jonathan Harris. Um, I just don't think there is any reason uh, to bring him back this season. This is like Mike Purcell, got to rebuild the oh defensive line. Um, he just like way underachieved this season. And honestly, I wasn't, I was very surprised they didn't let go of him like they did Randy Gregory, who was underperforming, Rand, uh, Frank Clark, uh, Kareem Jackson, like letting those guys go. Like, surprised they didn't let uh, Jonathan Harris go as well. Like, Sean Payne like, seemed very affirmative on like, getting production out of his defensive lineman and, and he just kind of they they kind of benched him a little bit towards the end of the season for Matt Henningsen but like I don't know yeah during my preseason cuz when I said cut him y'all was shocked and uh, it looks like I was right we should have cut him in the preseason one sack that's all we got out of Jonathan Harris was one sack and he was listed as a starter for the majority of the season I mean the guys just, he was awful he was awful so I mean, it, I don't think it's any reason to bring him back. I don't care about his age. I don't. I, I I didn't like him starting in that position anyway. But I think the Broncos are gonna make a huge change throughout the D line. I think they're gonna go after so many, like really all positions, edge, inside. And I think Jonathan Harris, he's gonna be a guy that, you know, if they do end up bringing him back, it's gonna probably be for depth purposes, where they're just gonna bury him in the depth chart. Next, um, this probably a lot of people disagree with this, but I think the Broncos are really going to rebuild the defensive line this season, uh, this offseason. I got number five, DJ Jones. The Broncos can save $10 million in cap by moving on from him. I think whether the fans like it or not, one of the one Broncos player that a lot of he's a lot of a fan favorite, uh, you know, amongst the fan base, I think at least one, one fan favorite is going to be leaving the team this offseason. And I think it's either going to be Gary Bowles and or DJ Jones, but I don't. I, I think DJ Jones is leaving. Um, I think there's there's really no way that you can extend him and push back. I mean, you can extend him and push back his contract, but like he's getting, he's not super old, but he is getting up there. He just got he reached his like 28th or 29th birthday a few days ago. Um, I, I think the Broncos go big on rebuilding the defensive line. Um, I watched a lot of tape like in the middle of the season, and there was a, a handful of games where we thought he was the best run defender, but he was actually just getting like handled in the trenches. Um, look, I think he showed some flashes this season. I think he's good sideline to sideline. Like you don't see that often by defensive linemen um, at his position. But I don't know. I, the Broncos they have to start ripping off uh, more band aids to. Uh, help make this uh, contract situation with Russ go a little bit smoother. So I think uh, DJ Jones will be the surprise cut this offseason. 
Yeah, look, I, I love DJ, um, but I think it's just time to maybe go in a different direction. He signed a three-year, $30 million deal. 20 of it is guaranteed. He's got one year left, and I don't I don't know exactly how much his contract is for this upcoming season. Do you know? It's around ten million. It's around ten million. It's gonna be a twelve million like cap yeah, yeah, yeah. it and two million uh, dead cap something like that. So they're gonna save ten million by cutting him. Yeah, yeah. So I see it's gonna. So it's nine point around almost nine point five million. Uh, I mean, I will say DJ Jones. He hasn't been really hurt. Uh, I mean, he missed some games here and there. But I think all in all, I think it's just if you can maybe. I mean, I don't really know what the Broncos want to do. I, I wouldn't say just cut him because. You don't know what you're going to be like in free agency. You don't know when the when offseason kicks off. I think if he gets cut, it's going to be later in the year. Once they view the candidates and realize that, okay, we can actually get somebody to, else to come here on a cheaper deal and get some some of the same production, I just think you got to be careful because when you when you start cutting guys like him, then then you got to replace him. And you got you got to make sure that you replace a guy like DJ Jones with a with a quality player. You can't just draft a guy and hope and hope that he's going to come in and be with DJ Jones was was so I'm not on the I'm not on the board 100 with just cutting them I see why for the money purposes um and what that can do in bringing in other free agents but I mean I would just say for the Broncos just they got to be careful because if you cut them and you don't replace them then we're just back at square one yeah they definitely have to have a plan you know before making that decision either whether they have they're eyeing someone in free agency or they have a draft prospect or they could go defensive line heavy in this draft. Like they could go like two, they could go like two D tackles and also like two edge rushers. Like in this draft, they could. I, I that's personally what I prefer. I want them to come out of the draft with at least like a corner, a defensive tackle, a solid defensive tackle, and then a solid edge rusher. That those three have to be in the main like points besides quarterback going into this draft. Wide receiver is also important, obviously. Tight ends obviously important. It's all going to depend on what they do in free agency, obviously. But next, I have Stan in the trenches but on the opposite side of the ball i have lloyd cushionberry um i like i like lloyd i thought he had a really good season um but i see him signing with like a like a chicago bears who need a center or some other team that is willing to overpay for a center that over overachieved this season um i think the broncos side with alex Forsyth this upcoming season that's been my prediction for a few weeks now um all the contract projections I'm seeing by PFF, and I don't know how you know accurate it is according to his uh, you know actual market, but all the uh, projections I'm seeing is like around 12 to 14 million average annual value. Look, the Broncos just can't afford that right now. Um, they they got us the rookie contract with Alex Forsyth. Even though he may not play as well as Lloyd in his first year starting, he could maybe. You never know. But um, even though he may not play as well as him, I think the just. Pre- because of contract reasons, once again, uh, this is going to be a move the Broncos have to make just because of the Russell Wilson situation. Yeah, I think um, you know he's going to make somewhere between twelve to fourteen million, but I don't think franchise tagging him is out the window. I think that 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 was my plan for that. I know people saying it's low, but I don't really see why. I don't know if we tag him. How much are we paying him? I have no idea. You know? Yeah, I mean, if, if it's not too high, but I mean, I feel like the Broncos. Um, as long as it's not like, you know, we're in the area of over 20 million or something like that. Cause I know franchise tags are pretty expensive. I don't know how much it is for a center, but I mean, all in all, I think, um, I think you tag them. I mean, it's hard. I mean, like I said, it's positions you have that are set and it's going to be really hard. Like, I mean, especially if you're going to go to rookie quarterback route, you want to make sure that they got a good center. And I'm, I'm not saying foresight isn't good. It's just the season that, that Cushionberry had, he really stepped up. And I think, I mean, if you got to pay him, I would say pay him. Just don't 
give them a max deal and end up he's gonna come back to bite you. But I mean, I wouldn't be mad if we franchise tagged him and kept him another year. So according to Spotrac, the franchise tag value for offensive linemen is eighteen million dollars. So um yeah, that's a lot of money for Lloyd Cushenberry. Yeah, so at that point, you might as well just pay him. Like you might as well just give him a contract. He's gonna get somewhere between twelve to maybe fifteen million. Fifteen million is the max I can see him getting. Um, I know there's a lot of teams that are gonna probably overpay. Uh so yeah, I mean he he might be gone, but I could see I could see the Broncos maybe getting them back around twelve to thirteen million dollars, and I could see them maybe paying them because I mean that's a center's a, a real like that's a real key position right there. And Cushion Berry was one of the better centers in the league this year. He had a real jump. I mean, look, you want to win, you, you gonna have to pay like offensive line is you, you can't let that fall apart. I know it's just one position, but I mean, you got to get rid of Bowles at some point too. You don't want to start with Cushionberry just yet. I feel like you want to keep some of that same core that you had. I mean, plus the guy doesn't get hurt. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, this was the first season where we kind of saw a full, like, healthy year. But at the same time, I feel like the Broncos have already invested so much in their O-line. And they still have to figure out what they're going to do with the Garrett Bowl situation. It's like they kind of have to pick between one of those two. And me personally, I think – I think left tackle is a lot more important than center. Um, so it, it's looking like they might like try to extend Bowles and push his contract back a little bit just to make uh, this 2024 free agency more flexible. Um, but me personally, I would just like to allocate that money somewhere more important. Um, I think offensive line is very important, but I think the Broncos, if anything, is a strength on their team. And a lot of people also disagree with this, but I feel like offensive line is one of the areas that we're, we're kind of set at. We're fine with like we don't really have to worry about. Um, I trust I personally I trust our coaching staff a lot to uh, move on from Cushenberry very comfortably with uh, w- whether it's Luke Wattenberg, Alex Forsyth or maybe there's it's a heavy uh, center draft from what I see. Um, so they could look to draft the center as well. Um, but from everything we've seen, I, I personally think Zach Streif is probably like our best position coach. So I'm, I'm completely fine with moving on from Cushenberry. But that's not to take away from the fact that he was literally like top three in efficiency at his position this season. So great season from him. Number seven, I have Fabian Moreau. Uh, I mean, look, the deep route run, the deep route, um, you know, coverage was pretty not not pretty to say the least this season. Um, I think this will be the one the Broncos will move on pretty comfortably from. I think they look to, look to get younger here, and uh, they'll kind of just thank Moreau for his services during that five game winning streak. He balled out, but um, I think towards the end of the season, I wasn't too pleased with uh, what I saw on tape. Yeah, I mean he didn't end the season all too strong, but I think you know he had a really good season. I could see them possibly bringing him back on a very cheap deal. I don't think he's going to go anywhere and get a huge deal. I think he's going to get somewhere between the vet minimum, maybe four million a year. I mean, he played, he, he did really solid. I'll give him that. Like, I think he's earned to go around the league and compete for some of these cornerback two jobs. Um, I think he's earned that, but I think it's whether he's going to be one of those signers where Denver, like we'd get him back. It's going to be late in the off season where, you know, we've already drafted. We've already, you know, went over the free agency board and he's just there. And, you know, we want to go into camp, you know, with, you know, a good look, you know, at overall the the cornerback. So I wouldn't mind us bringing him back. I don't think it's going to cost us much. Um, as far as him being a starter on the team next year, I think it's way too many options in free agency. I think it's way too many options in the draft for you not to upgrade there. Agreed. Number eight, uh, Cam Fleming. Um, I, I think the Broncos get younger here as well. 
Um, this is another one where I was talking about with uh, our coaching staff and how much uh, hope and, you know, courage, I, uh, you know, confidence I have in them. Uh, I think with Alex Palczewski in the roster uh, and then obviously some options in the draft, I think this is a position that the Broncos and Sean Payton can look to get younger at. Um, number nine, real quickly, also Adam Trotman. Uh, I think he's also gone. I think the connection to Sean Payton might just, just might warrant a possibility of him coming back on a very, very cheap deal and kind of sitting near the bottom of the depth chart just because of his run blocking ability. But this is also another position I want to see the Broncos get younger at. You're going to hear me say that a million. You probably already hear me say that a million times on this show. Just because I watching these playoffs, I don't know about you, man, but I I see the Rams, the Packers, I see all these teams getting so much younger and making the playoffs. It's like the Broncos were the ninth oldest roster in the NFL this this uh, past regular season. Like I just want to see us take on with the Rams. I I'll mention the Rams a million times just because I, I love the Rams, but I also love the model and the way that Les Snead is operating that franchise. And I I, I just think we got to get younger across the board. I think it starts with Cam Fleming, Adam Trotman, and then my number ten is uh your favorite cornerback in the NFL, Damari Mathis. Um, no. I think he's I think he's going to be a training camp cut. Uh, when they cut down to uh, 53 uh, next offseason. But what do you think about those three? Um, well, I'll start with Cam Fleming. I don't think it's a bad option to bring him back. I didn't think he did bad. I mean, he played Max Crosby when he started. But I think in terms of when he came in for a swing tackle, I thought he was pretty good. I don't think it's going to really, like, kill the Broncos too much bringing him back. I feel like you could bring him back on the minimum. And that way you don't have to waste a draft pick on a backup tackle or whatever they want to do there. Um, I, I don't think – I mean, you could possibly sign another free agent and do what you want, but I feel like that's not a bad bring back, especially just what his role is. Um, Damari Mathis, I think, should, should have been cut after he cleaned out his locker. I mean, that's just me. I mean, I'm just being 100% honest. I, I don't see a role for him back on this team. I'm not saying he can't bounce back, but, I mean, it's really low. I mean, from, from what I saw on film this season, watching the games and watching him in one-on-one coverages, he got a long way to go. I mean, he was getting beat by third string tight ends and one on one coverage like that. That nah, that can't happen. So I mean, I think it's, I think it's tough with him. I mean, he was a third round pick, but I mean, the Broncos you got to go somewhere else a corner. I mean, you gave him his shot. <laughs> I'm a firm believer. Once a guy get his shot, I mean, it's, it's hard to you know like just everybody says, man, well they're young, and I'm like, man, but he he had his shot and he he cost us some games, so. Full on board with cutting him. Um, so players that we didn't include, um, I didn't include Jerry Judy, um, just because it's not that I necessarily don't think he will, or that I, yeah, that I don't think he'll be back. But it's more so like I'm not very, I'm very on the fence about it. I'm not too sure. Um, I didn't include Tim Patrick just because I think the Broncos will actually like cut him and bring him back on a vet minimum. Um, just because I think at this point in his career, with the injuries and everything, I think he'll be I think he'll be okay with that. Just for you know, come out there on a small contract, prove himself, have a good healthy year, and then get another uh, payday after this season. Um, so I see that happening with Tim Patrick. I didn't include Josie Jewell because I do believe he will be back. Um, and then Greg Dulcich is another name that a lot of uh, fans are throwing around. Yeah, um, okay. I. I I believe George Payton was telling the truth when he talked about wanting to make it work with him uh, this this next season. But I do think the Broncos are going to either look to sign like a Hunter Henry on a cheap deal or draft someone and compete with Greg Dulcich. I don't think they're going to come in another season and be like, yeah, 
Greg Dulcich, you're our number one. Um, there's no question or competition about it. Um, I know he competed a little bit with Adam Trotman, um, but that wasn't really – we all knew Greg Dulcich, if he was healthy, he was going to be the guy. We saw that before he got injured in week one. Um, he was getting all the, the starting snaps. But um, that – yeah, I, I, I see the, the Broncos getting some insurance there behind Greg Dulcich uh, for competition yeah. reasons. I agree with the tight end. I think you got to bring somebody else in. I don't think they're going to go. I don't think they're going to set themselves up like that again with Greg Dolchik. I mean, it was it's just unfortunate. I mean, the guy gets – I mean, it's like he comes back, then he tweaks tweaks some in practice. And it's like you go in a game, you, 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 you catch two balls, and then next thing you know, you limp it to the sideline. It's just one thing after the other. I know George Payton wants to make it work, but it's just some guys, man, it's just they're always going to be hurt. They're always going to be injured. It, I mean, it, it's just really unfortunate. I mean, maybe he can – you know, maybe getting another guy is the answer. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's just meant to be a good tight end too in the league. You know, and he just can't. Just, I mean, for some reason, he just he, he's always injured, and it's it's really tough. So I'm on the board with getting a whole new tight end, maybe revamping the room a little bit. And the other guy you brought up was Trotman. I couldn't remember who the, the other guy was. Um, I, I I think Trotman is a chance he'll be back. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. It really depends. If they bring in another guy, then I don't think he is. And I think they're gonna keep Manhurts. You know, for blocking purposes. And then they go, man, hurts Dolchik, and it's going to be whoever they bring in. But yeah, I, I, I'm not saying he's just out, but I'm, but I'm, it, in my opinion, I think, I think Broncos going to find themselves another tight end in Trotman. Yeah. And I believe you had a, another linebacker on your list that you wanted to uh, talk about that you oh, don't yeah. have coming back. Yeah, I would say Justin uh, Stranod. I think it was really a toss-up between him and Jonas Griffith, and I know Stranod's been healthy and everything like that, but I think they're going to give both of them a shot of making the team. I think Jewel's going to be back, I, and I, I agree with you on everything you said about the guys that you named too. Um, so I think Jewel's going to be back, Drew Sanders, Alex Singleton. But, I, I mean, Jonas Griffith, I mean, a lot of people don't remember, but he was probably, he was going to make this team. And uh, I know he got hurt, but I think when it comes down to it, I, I think, you know, Stranod might get cut closer to – training camp time or i don't know what his contract situation is like it, like exactly i don't know if he's, a he's gonna be a free agent like, he's gonna be free agent. yeah if he's gonna be a free agent and i just don't see a reason for the broncos to bring him back he's a really good special teamer so i feel like a, a young team will probably pick him up there but i think jonas griffith um i think i think the broncos really want to use him for special teams because i mean he's really he's good just he's just as good as justin Chenard, in my opinion and i think he's better so I'm more with uh, Jordan on this. I think I think the Broncos rather side with Justin just because his uh, special teams ability. I thought he's a really good special teams player. Really good, yeah. Yeah, so I think the Broncos, they prioritize special teams a lot, and I think they want to maintain uh, continuity at that position with the staff and everything. So I think they'll actually side with him and then possibly not tender um, Jonas Griffith. We'll see, though. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you're listening on YouTube, please, very, very appreciate it. Every single person that sits real quickly, like takes two seconds, liking the show, subscribing to the channel, and turn notifications on. If you, if you do those three, it helps us out so much on YouTube. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, leaving a five-star rating um, is very, very important uh, for you guys listening over there as well. Um, but with that being said, I'm your host, Amir Farrell, with my co-host, J-Mac. Until the next episode, peace out, everybody. Peace out.